This is the Plan Simple Podcast. The one for you, my dear, the woman who wears so many hats. We both know how many people in your life benefit when you're at your best. What would happen if you were to ditch overwhelm and wear all those hats with ease? I'm going to share how simple this can be. We will dive into how to make health, family, home, spirituality, productivity, and entrepreneurship more easeful. Incredible friends and guests will come by for inspirational conversations, valuable shares, and real strategies so you can plan for your best life. My name is Mia Moran. I'm a mother of three, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coach, and your host. I wear a lot of hats, and I am committed to leading a balanced life and sharing all that I have learned and am learning with you. You're ready? Let's flow. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Oh my gosh, this one is so filled with so many nuggets. We're going to be talking with the amazing Rosalind Fung. And I initially asked her on the podcast because I am kind of in the dark and super curious about everything that I'm starting to learn about Akashic Records, mostly because my own coach suggested that I get mine read. And if you have been around here or you're just starting to get to know me, I love melding the magic with the super practical. So I'm a big fan. Like I myself don't feel like I know a ton about any of these modalities, but I use them often. Like I'm a big fan of astrology and human design and the Enneagram and Oracle cards and meditation and mindfulness and just all these things that connect me to wisdom and I feel like when I do that, then my practical plans are next level because they're just not linear and I'm not attached to them. And so I'm a big fan. So this one modality called Akashic Records kept coming into my field. Like I kept hearing about it. And then one day I was listening. I don't even remember how I ran into her, but I think I was listening to a podcast and I heard Rosalind talking and I was like, oh my gosh, this is the gal. First of all, I want her to read my records when I finally get it done. And second of all, I've got to have her on the podcast. So She's here today. And I thought we would get right into Akashic Records at the very beginning, but that is not what happened because she's such a multi-passionate human who balances motherhood and entrepreneurship and has like gone through different stages of different types of entrepreneurship. She started off as a psychologist, like by the books, taking insurance, all the things, and grew into becoming a coach and knowing all these healing modalities. And now she's like a three-time international best-selling author. She does this Akashic visionary life and business soul coaching. She's a trainer in a life coaching program. She's a speaker. She talks on feminine leadership and self-love and mastering your energy and money mindset and marketing. Like she's just such a breath of like all that she stands for. 
And so we kind of got into all these topics at the beginning, because I think it's really cool to see how you can really be aligned as a woman with all the things that mean a lot to you and still be a great mother and still take great care of yourself. And I feel like Rosalind is a really great example of this. Plus, she'll teach us bits and pieces of how to do that when she gets on the show. So that's a bit about Rosalind, and we're going to get her on the show in one second. And I don't have like any pressing announcements, but I myself am so excited that I just need to tell you that a few weekends ago, I had this in my calendar for a long time. I have to tell you, it's very hard sometimes, especially when you have three teenagers all in different directions. And this summer we were all together and I was just really soaking in all that that was. And so I was trying to find four full days that I could just go focus and be creative. And I didn't want to be checking email or talking with my team or having to be a mother or cooking meals. I just wanted total focus. And I know from writing my first book that this is a way that really honors my system and how I think. And so I had scheduled this back in June to a few weekends ago, go stay at my mother-in-law's who I knew would be out of town and just allow myself to be, to like be frustrated, to go on a walk when I needed to, to eat food that really served me, to pace, to delete things, to add things, to figure things out, to learn something new, to go back and look at all my notes and spread them out all over the place in the most messy way. And all in the name of the next version of the planner. So the planner came out, I think two years before the pandemic. And that was my favorite, like, tangible version of it. And the inside was just coming into being. We were developing this new system that was really more in alignment with feminine energy. But I didn't even like know that word, I don't think, at the point. I just knew that what existed wasn't the way that my brain thought. And I imagine there was other people out there whose brains also did not think this way. So we created that first version. It was a big hit. We sold them all out. We had produced them in China. Did I already say that? And then the pandemic hit. And at the time of the pandemic, we started serving way more women live. Hundreds of women came through our program. And I started to see both because of the circumstances and because of just getting so much more input like live, the first version of the planner sort of went out, but I didn't necessarily have the feedback on it. Having all this coaching live as people were going through the planner I started to see like where I wanted to make it even better, where people were getting stuck. And I've been taking all these notes. And then somewhere in there, I made version 2.0. And because we had run out of the other ones, and that was great. And it like elevated everyone's experience. And since that time, it's been two more years. And now I know that there's still COVID, but I feel like we're on the other side of whatever that was. And things are different now a little bit. And we're coming into a new phase. And I've learned so much. And I myself have been through so much and clients have been through so much. And I've been taking copious notes for two years. And so this four day period was about how to get this next piece into planner 3.0. So I'm really excited. I'm so excited. The four days were amazing. I love what we created. And stay tuned because there's so many cool things about this next version, including that I get to partner with one of my dear friends who does these amazing 
designs and they're going to be on the outside of the planner. So yeah, stay tuned. It's going to be, I think it's going to happen toward the end of October, like mid to late October. We're going to definitely have some special deals for our community. We usually send those first to the list, but I'm sure I'll announce it here too. But if you're not on our email list, if you don't know, if you're getting emails from us, go make sure you can like get them out of your spam or whatever, and or go sign up for something on our homepage. And then you'll be on our list and you'll be the first to know. And basically we're going to do this like 48 hour amazing deal situation just to celebrate that they have come live and get them in the hands of as many people. And I feel like by the end of October, you might even know somebody that you want to give a planner to for the holidays. Don't forget our planners are 90 days. So you use four over the course of a year, but I'm going to tell you all about that when it comes. So I'm just, I'm really excited to have given myself that time and to be able to send something out in the world that really supports the balance of feminine and masculine energy in, I think, a new and very different way. So stay tuned for that. That's coming up. The other thing I want to offer is sort of doors are closed for most things right now. I really, you know, in my multi-passionate being, like right now, we're really focused on our members of Flow 365. They're in the midst of these three-week focus on health and their businesses. And I'm just so excited to see what they're creating. And so if you are in that place where you're like, oh my gosh, like that sounds amazing. And I wish I had more support on all things that I'm trying to show up to from growing my business to being the mom I want to be to you know, tending to the home and my spouse and did I already say my business and my health, right? I feel like I'm like going to say business three times because we're a lot of people in flow are growing their business or their work in the world. Often people come in and they might not have a business, but they're at that phase where they really want to grow their impact within their organization. And I can't wait for what's next for everybody in flow, including people who are going to join us later this year for 2024. So if you feel like you have an inkling that this is what you want, go get on the wait list. Go get on the wait list like now, because again, I'm feeling very motivated <laughs> to get people excited about being supported in making changes and thinking about their days in new ways. And so there's going to just be lots of benefits to being on the wait list. Let's just put it that way. So go to plansimple.com slash flow365 and that will get you on the wait list. And from the wait list, you'll receive an email to just hop on a phone call. So let's do that. Like we could do that in the next month if you want to. If you don't want to get on the wait list, but you want to hop on a call, just go to plansimple.com slash talk to Mia you know, don't do it just to talk. But like, if you're interested in some more support, you're just not sure how, let's hop on the phone. Let's see if there's anything, any way that we can help you. We'll definitely give you some things to just focus on right now. And yeah, I just, I want to help as many women as possible live in balance in this area of your work in the world, your different roles at home. I'm pretty passionate about motherhood. And when I say motherhood, a lot of times I'm referring to the teen and the young adult years when I think some of us have stepped back and don't understand how much space the role actually takes, especially in this day and age, especially in this time that we're living in right now. I think it's that's more true than ever. And really taking care of ourselves, deeply taking care of our bodies and our souls. It's important to me that we're balancing all of this. And I definitely think it's possible. And if you're feeling like that sounds impossible, 
Let's talk. All right. With no further ado, let's get the amazing Rosalind on the show. You ready? Rosalind, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so excited to be here too, Mia. Thanks so much for having me. Oh my gosh. So I've already told everyone like officially who you are, but I'm so curious about sort of your whole story (laughs) and where you like how you got to where you are today. So do you want to take us like just on that and you can include work, but also as a mother, like, you know, your life, like I love putting together all the pieces. So will you just give us a little background of who is Rosalind? Absolutely. And I love that you asked me to make sure I'm integrating the motherhood piece in there because I do see that like weaving into the tapestry of who I am fully and in my life fully. So I always like to take people back to the beginning of 2008, where I got into a bodybuilding competition for all the wrong reasons. I thought that if I have this perfect body, then I will be happy. I was only 25 at this point in time. And on the outside, Mia, everything looked completely perfect. I had just started private practice as a psychologist. I was a newlywed. I'm still very happily married to the same man 17 years later. And I was a second degree black belt in karate and a role model to kids, teens, and adults. And I was very confident in everything that I did, meaning I really believed in what I did and I knew I was really good at everything I did. But behind closed doors, inside, I was like dying. It was a different story. I was restricting my food and binge eating and feeling guilty, beating myself up and purging by overexercising. And so on that day, I came in last place. And that, of course, then led me to feel devastated and led to a breakdown. And from there, what happened was, as a therapist, I was learning about a method. And it's kind of like it called me in, it found me. It's called Heikomi. And what it means is how do I stand in relationship with myself and how do I stand in relationship with others? Because we're always in relationships. And it's a psychosomatic approach, really working with the inner child through the body. So it's neuroscience and psychology and spirituality, this thing called spirituality, because I was not into spirituality. I didn't even know what that was really. (laughs) (laughs) So I learned I was unconsciously operating from this belief that I'm valued in my doingness. So my performance, my achievements, how much money I was making, my status, my titles, rather than my beingness. And my doingness was not enough. Like, no wonder I was a perfectionist and overachiever. And I was very much in the mentality of no pain, no gain. So Mia, at this point in time, I started to really come home to myself. And I don't believe that journey ever ends. And so I learned the art of slowing down, become perfectly imperfect, and just really be more gentle with myself. And then that Haikomi changed my life so much that I got certified in it. And as an Akashic business coach today, I still use Haikomi very much to help my clients shift their limiting beliefs really quickly. And then at the time, I also got certified in eating psychology. So then- Yeah. And so I worked with former versions of myself, helping men and women who struggled with food and body image, and particularly disordered eating versus 
eating disorders, meaning we didn't quite meet the criteria to be diagnosed as having an eating disorder. But everyone else that falls in the cracks, like so many of us stress eat, so many of us turn yeah. food for comfort, right? And it creates rec- it wrecks havoc on our health. And so that's where I became, and I sort of back this up too, is I had been on mat leave when I got certified in eating psychology with my now 11-year-old son. Wow. Um, and yes, I'm like, what else am I going to do when I'm breastfeeding? I would love to watch junk TV and master classes. <laughs> <laughs> and so I actually hired a coach, a speaking coach, to learn how to speak and sell. Because at this point, as a new mother... I was thinking, okay, I work dollars for hours and I have this newborn baby and I don't want to leave this newborn baby. I'm sure a lot of us mothers can relate with this and made me really question my business model of my private practice. And so I was like, okay, well, I can do group therapy. And so how am I going to get more clients? And when I got certified in eating psychology, then I hired this speaking coach and I went around speaking and selling people into my group coaching sorry, oh, cool. therapy programs. And so that's how I became really well known in my community, in my city. And I had a wait list for my group therapy and one-on-one programs and sessions. And so to this day, like fast forward, I now coach my clients on how to speak and sell because it's the the quickest way to really build our businesses. So that was really going back to 2012. That was a very critical year of, you know, how motherhood really helps me get clarity about my lifestyle. Yes. Then fast forward 2015, I became the first psychologist in my province to create an online program. And that was you're in Canada, right? You're in Canada. Yeah. Canada. It's very strict in Canada. And with each province, it's even more strict. Like they're different, but it's pretty strict. Whereas how I got inspired was because I met some psychologists online from the States. And I'm like, how can you be a psychologist and have an online program? How's that possible? We can't do that here. And I was consulting with my college and they were like, oh, it's your reputation. And I'm like, I don't care about my reputation. I care more about that I can serve and support and change lives. And so it just made me realize that like, I can't stay in the box. And I figured it out legally and ethically. And then this uh, put out my online program, applied what I learned, created a masterclass, and also went around speaking and selling and selling people into my online program. And so that was pretty incredible. And at this point, I was sort of awakening a little bit more to energy. And I just, now when I look back, I know with spirit supporting me, but at the time I'm like, oh my gosh, doors were opening. And I was just like, okay, I'm going to trust myself. I'm going to like go with this feeling. And I got my first international speaking gig and magazine cover. And I got to write a four page article on how to flex your self love muscle. And so from here, women started reaching out to me. I'm still a psychologist at this point, and I couldn't work with them because they're not in the province I'm licensed in. And so it was just so frustrating. I love being a psychologist, but then it felt like there was that with seeing where I really wanted to go. And so that's when I decided to hire a business coach. I was a big leap of faith and start a self-love coaching business. And then I just applied all my tools, speaking and selling. 
So that my self-love business grew very quickly and I evolved even more quickly at this point in time. I became a multidimensional healer. I'm now certified in three different energy modalities. I'm a shamanic practitioner and I also certified in Akashic Records. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to dive into that one. (laughs) So fast forward today, I now an Akashic business coach and I really still apply all the psychology here. I had resigned from my psychological practice and that was a really, really scary thing, especially with that was back in 2017, you know, really deciding okay, you know, all our inner critic stuff comes up and our fears come up. You know, I'm half the provider for my now young family. I've got two young boys to look after. Is this really responsible? I am Chinese Canadian. So I'm first generation Chinese Canadian. So my parents are from Hong Kong. They're quite traditional. And so they thought I was being brainwashed, actually. Doing, what's wrong with you? Like six years in school, building a very successful private practice, and now you want to leave all this? They thought my business coach was brainwashing me. So they were really scared. And so, you know, like this really is about self trust and really about thank God I had my business coach and my business mentors and peers because without that, I probably would have shrunk and stayed in my comfort zone because research even shows environment always wins. So it's like really important to hang out with people who are like-minded going where you want to go and where you want to be. And so I did it. So by the time my license was to be renewed, it was not a big deal. And people would ask like, what if it doesn't work out for you? What if you fail? And I'm like, okay, this is what it feels like. Can you put a toddler back up your (laughs) hoo-ha? No. (laughs) <laughs> That's how I would respond. I'm yeah. like, I'm not going to fail. You know, it's like, yeah. what? And so I felt more confident because I had mentorship. So I had give a lot of accolades to, and I love being that person for my clients too. Yeah. So fast forward now, I love helping other coaches really get themselves out there, do really bold and unapologetic things that are aligned with growing their business, scaling their business. Because really, yeah, like, as you know, as we do this, it's really more of a life and spiritual development journey, right? All our stuff comes up. And it's us to face these challenges and have these breakthroughs and create that impacts we deeply desire while also monetizing on our calling. Yeah. And it's interesting to me, this idea of change for, I mean, I'm always thinking about change because I'm thinking about planning and usually people are planning a change. It's funny because I don't actually often encounter other entrepreneurs who came from entrepreneurship. So I had a design company for 10 years and then switched to being a coach. And, you know, every switch I think is big and different, but I feel like the story gets told a lot of people in corporate becoming entrepreneurs or coaches. And so I'm just thinking about the permission to change our mind as women yes, and allowing ourselves to step into what's being offered to us as next, you know, as our next move. And yeah. Do you want to say anything about that? (laughs) I so agree. Like I do see a difference between like clients who perhaps grew up where their parents are entrepreneurial and their bravery with that and the normalcy around that versus clients who come from employee mindset and how much more perhaps like mindset and belief shifting they need to really be more in an entrepreneurial mindset, which is totally different. Not better, just different, right? And so even for myself, I would say, even though I was self 
employed as a psychologist having a private practice, there is some quote unquote false safety around that, you know, there's parameters you follow, you're covered under benefits. Oh my God, all the money mindset stuff I had to work for. Yes. Oh my gosh. Benefits anymore. And there was a lot there because it's more of a professional setting versus coaching. Yeah. You know, I don't have to be so clean. I'm not clinical. So it's very different that way. So I had to, and even releasing the jargon, the clinical jargon. Yeah. Yeah, myself, giving myself permission. To be I heard myself. something so interesting the other day on a podcast that like somebody who stopped the person she was interviewing, because I feel like so many of us myself very much included, like I came from a whole different background, but it was the same. Yes. It was like in design. It was like, that was what my degree is in. And also mm -hmm. I worked for major universities. So every time I had a project, it was worth like tens of thousands of dollars, yes. right? Not, or even a hundred, not less, which is, you know, we work like Right now, my, I don't charge that much. And what's super interesting to me is like overcoming that. And then I was listening to this podcast and this person came from a very different place. So she came from corporate, but I think I can't remember if it was Facebook or Google or Amazon or one of the big ones. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, for me, becoming a coach was a no brainer because my company hired coaches for all mm -hmm. the executives, my whole corporate career. And it's like, oh, like, it's so interesting how like, it's just our experience and the mindset. Like, so she thought of coaches as these super valuable entity, because when she was low down in those corporations, she didn't get one. But as people got promoted, they would get coaches as a benefit from this, whatever what company saying? she was talking about. It's not cool. And I was like, that's so interesting how the mindset shifts. So it's like to these yeah. people, coaches were like so valuable. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. I, that. What a great company. That really is company that values growth, values their employees, yeah. values yeah. impacts, right? Very so great. that's amazing. And so just to be clear, so right now you're balancing this entrepreneurship and being a mama and like you travel. I feel like you kind of run to, I'm looking right now because we're on video. I'm looking at the little Healy thing that's on you. I feel like you're, yes. you're balancing multiple companies. So like how is balance looking for you right now? Like how do you stay yeah. in balance with all yeah. that going on? I love that. Okay. So first of all, I don't believe like balance in the yeah. 3D sense, but yes. I believe in energetic flow. Yeah. So meaning like things aren't like 50, 50, I'm not 50% of my life, I'm not 50% yeah. of my business, but it's like, how am I feeling? And what's the energetic flow? Now, from a human design perspective, I'm a manifesting generator. Me too. And I don't know. Are you? Yeah, mm -hmm. that's amazing. <laughs> and like, I don't know the ins and outs of it. I haven't studied deeply in human design. But for me, I walk you through maybe more like so that our audience can hear some of the tangible practical strategies. Because yeah. I'm also very much about that as woo as I am. I love the bridge of 3D with the 5D. Yeah. So for me in the morning, I always say the most important relationship to be in is the one with ourselves first to respond to ourselves and of course spirit. So I wake up earlier than everyone else. And I have my me time. I'm very bold and unapologetic about my self-care because I know what happens if I don't care for myself. I am not that nice of a mom or a wife. I'm okay in business. I can separate it. <laughs> but I just don't feel as good. And I just don't feel as expansive. And I don't feel like doing the things I'm supposed to be doing then, right? I'm just uh, I'm dragging my feet. So for me, I know so many of us can get into the bad habit of checking our phones right away or turning on I'm assuming I'm gonna just tap in and I feel like not a lot of your people do this but watch news or listen to radio like but if we were to do that or like open up socials and check yeah. our Facebook 
Becker. Like all of a sudden what's happening is we're reacting to the world rather than responding to ourselves. Yeah. And even email. Yeah. And email. Yes. Yeah. So what I love to do personally is I love to open up the Akashic Records. So for those of you who don't know what that is, it's accessing the book of life, your book of life of your soul. And I can talk a little bit more about that in details in a bit. But basically, I'm sitting in my book of life. I always open up the Akashic Records for my business as well, because it's a separate entity. And I love doing that. Ooh, with I love business. that. Because your business may have past lives that are affecting you right now. And some of those might be affecting it, money blocks and you know, financial glass ceilings are usually it's with our soul in past lives where if it's not this lifetime around messages we get around hiding or, you know, fear of showing up, things like that. There's actual karmic lives I see where my client in a past life has been killed or shamed or, you know, something undesirable happens as a consequence of them speaking up and yeah. showing up. So we actually do clearings for that. So cool. for me, I can sit in my records. A lot of times people who access their Akashic records have a hard time accessing their own. I feel very blessed I can. And I just sit with my guides. I feel into the energy. For me, I see visions through my third eye. So I see visions. I can see what's in store. I'll ask questions. And I may just ask, what do I need to know today? I like to pull cards as well to ground myself. And sometimes I'm journal if I feel called to, but usually I just sit there and just be with the energy and the information that's coming through and make meaning of that. And then I love to work out. I love to go for a run. I started running a couple months ago or do hit workouts, plyo, weights, whatever that might be. I do that for about half an hour, 20 minutes at half an hour. And then I'll just go back. Now I'm done. My kids are getting up. My husband's up and we're now doing family life, breakfast time, things like that and getting the kids ready for school. The truth is, we can be so busy. And if we're feeling chaotic inside, it's going to reflect on the outside. And we're not going to be needing our busy life. My word for busy, by the way, is abundant. Our abundant life in a way that's going to serve and support ourselves and others. Yep. So the more I take care of myself, the more grounded I am, and Healy, by the way, a frequency device, I also scan myself with the programs to help me keep in most highest timeline energetic alignment. It really does help so that now I can open up the emails when it's time to, I can, you know, meet those deadlines, whatever it is, my focus of the week or of the month, I can meet that from my highest and best self. So that's important. And then I also love to take breaks. I'm a total type A personality. I'm very high achieving. <laughs> I'm very passionate about things. And I can tend to have shiny object syndrome. And I've learned, you know, like sort of tools to make sure I don't get sucked into too many things as I do have that. And I assume that anyone that is... Uh, I feel like anyone who's an entrepreneur, no? <laughs> I feel like that comes with our territory. <laughs> I want to take this. I want to take this. And like yeah. the course junkie, right? I totally am a book and course junkie. I love learning. If I could get paid to learn for the rest of my life, I would be so happy. And I would say that's where a lot of my money gets back invested back into myself and my business as well as my family. But I would say, you know, is this a right now thing? Is it aligned with my goals? So having a vision, having the clarity of where I'm going is really important. And then looking at, okay, what is my priority right now? And so if an opportunity comes in, is it a 
full body yes, because it's aligned with my goals, or is it a yes, but it's yes, like a not right now, and then yeah. shuffle later. I feel like I've gotten way better at that. Not perfect, whatever that means, right? But way better, so they can stay really focused. I love that. It's funny, one of the things that, so... It's cool. I'm like, just like thinking out loud in my head, we're redesigning our planner right now. Like we're just, you know, little upgrades. And one of the things that we're adding more of is that we used to have, I think on our monthly page is where we had a place for pulling an Oracle card for the month, but we're trying to actually make it part of the daily practice or at least guidance. Like, you know, like, so guidance comes in because I think one of the things as women we forget is that we can change our mind or that things can shift. And so it's like, how do we give ourselves permission to do that? And one of the things, and the way that we start our planner, which is for 91 days, 13 weeks Mm -hmm. is by accessing that future vision for yourself, because I think like the vision is farther out, but often I think we limit our possibilities when we're thinking about just what's the next thing in your tool set. What is your favorite way to access that vision? Like what are your practices around that or your teachings around that? Oh, I love that question. So for me, I like to, because I'm a manifesting generator, I'm also very, my strengths are being spontaneous. And so when something Mm. comes into my energy field, I get really excited about it. Then I have to stop myself and be like, is this aligned? Yes, so- me too. <laughs> this is a, like right now. But so it does help for me to have goals for the month. I don't plan so much in terms of, I'm not one of those people that plan like quarterly, like, okay, this and this and this I've tried. It's not my thing. Or I have a general goal annually. So for example, this year, 2023, at the beginning I really wanted to work on taking my physical health. I'm very healthy, but I wanted to take it to that next level of being more superhuman. Yeah. So what I did was I actually hired one of my clients, Scott McDermott, for nutrition and for fitness. And I joined Healy because my back was actually, I was starting to have chronic pain. I was seeing my chiropractor like once a week. And I was like, only at this point, I was like, I'm only 41. I do not want to be available for this anymore. And so I'm willing to do what it takes to ensure that my health is in peak superhuman condition. And so I'm like, all right. And so I'm happy to say then I kept on top of my health. This is more like, again, being bold and unapologetic about my self care, knowing that I'm worthy to have this. And keeping committed to this. And I think that's what builds our self-trust. That's what builds our self-belief when we create goals and we commit to them and we really then like take action in that commitment. And so for me, that was like, when we set goals, the mechanics don't matter as much as the actual goal and achieving it. Like everything just shows up aligned because we're so, we have the intentions of moving towards those goals. So onboarding clients, we have something called the sacred vision intake form. And we talk about their vision, we talk about their desires. And then I'm holding energetic space for that in our container. So that as I'm holding that space, when they're feeling lost, we always go back to the vision. That's what I do for myself. Mm -hmm. What is it that I really have been saying I want to focus on. And sometimes that does shift, like you said earlier, right? And that's okay. That's okay if it shifts. You know, I had certain goals that I thought I wanted to have. And then I actually let those go because I realized that they weren't 
because I've evolved so much, it actually wasn't feeling aligned. Yeah, I feel like at every state of our being, we can see yeah. something. And as we become the next thing, we can sometimes see the next piece. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So yeah. that's when it's like really checking and be like, is this giving up? Or is this just not aligned anymore? So we got to get really clear with those, like the foundation, the reason why we decide to change that goal. Because yes. it could also be, you know, from fear. a perspective, it could be fear. Yeah. So yeah. it's getting really clear. Is this truly not aligned or is this fear? So did that answer your question? A yeah, little bit? yeah, yeah. And will you, I like continuing maybe with that thread, maybe not, I don't even know. I'm like, I'm realizing I'm like, I don't even understand what questions to ask about the Akashic Records, although I'm oh, like kind yeah, of, let's dive I'm into so that. curious. So will you tell us like, like, absolutely lead us where to go? What do we need to know about You're Akashic Records? So every person that reads Akashic Records does it differently. We all have different gifts. There's different parts of us. I call it the alchemy of you that comes in, right? Like the alchemy of me that comes in. So for me, I call myself a channeler. I feel like it kind of does it disservice to call myself a reader because I don't just read. Like these are really potent sessions. As a business coach, I always open up the Akashic Records and people can book in sessions like one-time sessions with me or, you know, monthly sessions mm -hmm. with this ball. But it's opening up the records it's god consciousness and i'm channeling your angels so your masters are angels with you all your life teachers are specific angels for certain lessons and loved ones are people that you knew in this lifetime including any miscarriages that have crossed over and so it's your guides it's your ancestors that i'm channeling often people come see me because and you can ask any questions, by the way, that you want. The only questions that you can't really like get a clear answer on is when will this happen? And how long will this take? Because time <laughs> doesn't exist in the realms. <laughs> and so oftentimes people come to me because they want to be activated into their next level, bold and unapologetic. They want to understand I do have, and it was confirmed by a numerologist, I have the ability to see what's aligned with your soul purpose. And I can see what's in store on that timeline. Now, this is not a fortune telling ball because we have free will. But if you're trying to decide which path to take or what you're, perhaps you're wanting to roll out some programs as an entrepreneur, you're like, which path should I take? Which program should I roll out? I can tell you if you go with this one, if you go with that one, you know, this mm -hmm. is what's going to happen. The way I channel is like I shared earlier, I see through my third eye. Sometimes they show me Disney cartoons. It's really fun, Mia. <laughs> and then I get the messages from those cartoons or from the visions. I also feel deeply. So if somebody has, sometimes it's like an actual physical pain that I'm feeling or that pain is symbolic to, let's say there's like a pain in the neck or something. So either the person actually has been struggling with something in the neck. And of course, our body really determines our, or our psychology determines our body symptoms. And so sometimes there's subconscious messages around that and around the body part. And sometimes it's more symbolic in that it's related to the situation, whether it's in this lifetime or past life, that maybe there was somebody stabbing you in the back or in the neck or whatever. Mm. That be. And I'll just say, okay, like, this is what I'm feeling. And this is what's coming through. Can you say more about that? So sometimes I'll need that confirmation from the client to share a little bit more as I'm feeling that I also oftentimes when clients ask about blocks, whether it's money blocks, time blocks, perhaps a clarity blocks, relationship stuff, 
and they're recognizing the self-sabotaging. They'll, they can ask questions around that. And the guides will often get me to look at past lives where there might be common pattern, like a pattern happening. And they'll be like, that's exactly what's happening in this lifetime. So I speak light language, which is language that comes from divine. It's pure love. And it's language that only our soul can understand. So light language clears, heals anything that doesn't serve and support. It also activates and amplifies things for the highest good and truth. And so my light language particularly holds codes around abundance, which is amazing. I'm like, can I work more for me, please? <laughs> no, I'm quite, I'm quite abundant. <laughs> no complaints. But what's beautiful is that then if there is a clearing, it's very consent based, you know, it's also very active process. So my shamanic practitioner tools can come out and we do lots of cord cutting. I'm light languaging. And then there might be some Reiki healing that comes in, in this for this person and also for their soul in the past life. Sometimes if it's again related to blocks, they might lead me to inner child stuff. So this is where I'm bringing up Hikomi and we're doing some shifting of the states. And then there's the other piece in my Akashic records where work where I'm also activating people into their next level of brave, of courage, of sometimes they're showing me your soul as a powerful archetype that from a past life that wants to be activated now to support you in your soul mission. So it's really fun. And we do a lot of reclaiming your power work as well, so that you're calling back all pieces of your soul, all pieces to you in this lifetime, past lives, parallel universes and across lifetimes. That's so cool. And so just to clarify, it's different from like astrology and yes, and, I'm not human mind. In the sense that there's not like you have a record that one would read and then it's done. It's like you're consistently going into the Akashic records to ask questions and get questions answered. So it's not like you have yeah. a makeup of your Akashic record in the same way that like human design or astrology oh, would have. Or yes, whatever. Correct. Yeah, so that's I, cool. At least the way I'm trained. Yeah. So yeah, funny. I didn't know that. That's cool. We can also shift that because whenever you're clearing karma, you're then. Yep moving and this is more of a also a shamanic perspective shamanism by the way is how i like to describe it is it's a study of human behavior and views of spirit and yeah. so there's a lot of magic and synchronicities and so in shamanism we shift the karma and move it into dharma so that you are for example if you're single and looking, you're not calling in the same type of person, unavailable man, that you keep calling in. We shift right. that. You have a different response and different energy frequency to attract the aligned soulmate for you. In business, it's like you stop calling in those nightmare clients or those people who said, I can't afford you or blah, 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 right? I mean, some of that is business strategy as well. Yeah. <laughs> actually be and I could talk about one of my clients I remember that they had so many self-sabotaging money blocks so we did the inner child work but also there was actually a past life where he was very wealthy and got robbed and the family was sacrificed and so there was in this lifetime there was a lot of that energy infused and not on a conscious level so we cleared that and no word of a lie we did nothing else and my client got two new clients right after the session, like two DMs right in the middle. So just literally shifting energy can be so magical. So this is why yeah. I love 
energy work and frequency work. Me but too. Also- so can we tie, like, I love, I'm so glad I have someone to talk about this with. So can we talk a little bit about time since what we're doing around here has to do with yes, time, but, but it's interesting, like this relationship between, I love that in the, that's the one question you can't ask mm-hmm. the Akashic records is when. And I think that that's like one of the things that in our culture and humanity, we've kind of gotten confused in the idea of having a vision and a goal and like grasping on to the deadline, which I think stops some of us in our tracks from like taking, from like doing anything or even, you know, being a certain way. So let's talk time for a second. Like just your understanding of how all those, yeah, I'll just hear what you say. What's interesting is when you're in the Akashic Records, you can actually quantum leap your results. It can actually collapse time yeah. because you're shifting so much energy that's not serving and supporting you. And then you're all of a sudden, like literally quantum leaping into where the energy, where you need to be. I will say Healy also helps you with that. So like it's a double frequency whammy when you get to be in the Kaushik and using Healy. Well, but- I feel like a lot of tools do just to clarify, right? Like oh, all the spiritual totally. knowledge and like yes. downloads, like I feel like all of that is geared toward living outside of time and helping yes. us take steps in ways that we couldn't have imagined in like a more we think of it from a neuroscience perspective, if we look at Dr. Hawkins' work, David Hawkins, he wrote the book Power Versus Force. And so what he did, I believe he's a physicist, and he, if you guys Google the map of consciousness, you'll see this, he measured emotions. And so when we look at emotions, the lowest form is shame. And we think about it like that is heavy and we collapse. And then the highest is enlightenment. Now divided into low vibrations, not the same as bad. These are all healthy emotions. Having shame is a healthy experience, a human experience, not really in service, but it's a human experience. And then high vibrations. And so when we look at this, what's happening is, sorry, at the top is enlightenment. And then the highest of the low vibrations is pride. And if you think about it, that means we're wearing our masks, we're not being vulnerable, you know, we've got our ego leading the way, we're too proud, whatever that looks like. Yep. And or we're letting our fear drive the bus. The lowest of the high vibrations to get into it is courage. And that makes sense because it takes courage to take off our mask. It takes courage to look at ourselves and really look at the things that are uncomfortable about our own life and about ourselves or what we don't like and not get stuck there, but to see it with a place of bird's eye view with observation. And then it takes courage to go, okay, I want something different and I'm willing to move towards that. So then as we map that, we move into love, joy, and peace. And so these are much lighter, even even feeling into those words energetically, it is more flow state. This is flow state. And so when we think about that, when we are in flow state, we're no longer bombarded. We're no longer weighed down by all the inner critic thoughts, all the fear, because those are heavy. And so when we're not weighed down, we don't have so many obstacles in our way because our mindset is different. Our beliefs are different, but they're lighter, they're more aligned, they're more positive, they're moving us forward. That's literally, I think on a 3D level of how we are quantum leaping. We are shifting. I love that. It's funny that I love how you explained that just now, because I feel like what I'm saying a lot is like one of the things I don't think that we notice is how much time our emotions take. It's probably the emotions that are in that bottom half that are really 
taking the time and they happen around everything. Like I'm in the situation right now where two of my kids just left home and it's like, it takes a lot of time. Like th that's an example where it's like important to be in those lower, yes. like I need to walk through that portal of like sadness and sometimes even despair of like changing, but then also like go up into like, also I've been waiting for this, you know, and, and working for this and they're doing amazing. So it's like, you go between these things and they need, time and mm -hmm. there definitely was moments in my life a long time ago where like I wouldn't have given myself time mm -hmm. to just even be with emotions or process emotions but it starts to shift other time right so it's like last week I gave myself like a half of a day I was just I knew I needed to land in this new reality and on the other side of it I was gonna go off and design the new version of the planner and it just came through in like so quickly. And I don't know that it would have if I wouldn't have sat with my emotions in that way, because mm -hmm. I think that's sort of what created the space. So I just think well, that's so important. I agree. Um, like, I love that you're sharing that, Mia, because I'm a huge proponent of honoring our feelings. There's no such thing as good or bad feelings. All feelings are healthy. I didn't grow up knowing that. I thought I was shamed for being angry. Yeah. Asian, yeah. But we yeah. Well, and then but then what happens is like then what happens though is that when we don't give them the space they need, then we get stuck with them. Like I feel like almost unconsciously, right? So they're actually with us longer that, and preventing us from doing other things. Whereas if you give them time, it's like fat. Like it goes faster. Well, that and it gets projected out into the world in unconscious ways or yeah. undesirable ways, and all of a sudden you're having to clean up that mess. No, thank. You. Yes. <laughs> Being able to sit with our emotions, not spiritual bypassing is really important. And then there was a piece I want to share with what you said. And of course, the thought has left my mind right now. But yeah, I really love what you said about sitting with and honoring our emotions. And oh, yes, what I want to say is, and it's research proven. So here's another, we'll say, quote, unquote, time hack. It's research proven that when we take pauses and I call them sacred pauses or sacred breaks in our day in our life that's why vacations are there regularly and consistently that will help us tap more into productivity into yeah. and what is productivity it's creativity right yeah. and it moves us more into this realm of possibilities of opening up new ideas because we're not burning out we're yeah. burning out. the last thing we want to do is be productive we are so right. young we're trying to manage yeah. our energy and so yeah. taking those breaks is really important what's your favorite way to take breaks during the day sometimes i have my own sexual pleasure book spritz <laughs> not gonna lie i love it i love also going for walks sometimes literally just breath work so that yeah. could be including in the sexual pleasure but honestly, like, I just love being. And I think yeah. it's because my pain turned to my purpose, right? My pain was I was so valued in my doingness rather than my beingness. And now today, I really love emphasizing be, do, and have. So be who we are fully and authentically express and create and do life from who we really are and yeah. have what we desire. And so for me, it's coming back home to myself and going, what's my body need? And maybe sometimes it is like a snack pretty regular with my eating or else I'll be a hungry bear. I mean, like a hangry Roz. And <laughs> <laughs> just asking, maybe it's breath work. It's maybe just going outside and putting my feet on the grass when it's not winter. <laughs> it's maybe cold where you are right now? No, it's these. It's oh. really 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know everybody thinks Canada is so cold, but let me tell you where I live. I live in Edmonton, Alberta, and I moved out. We had turned our home into an Airbnb two years ago and moved out to Kelowna, British Columbia, Canada. Beautiful there. It's kind of like this. I call it the San Diego of Canada and very, very, it was a little too hot now that I'm past 40. I don't like that kind of heat, but in the winters, there's like no sun. And Mia, that really affected my energy and my mood. Oh, wow. And yeah. so I got into cold plunging to support my physio, uh, physiology. <laughs> physiology, yes. But, and my mood then. But yeah, I would come back to Edmonton and be like minus 30 degrees Celsius, but so sunny in the winter. And I was like, I will take the sun and the cold over gray skies and warmth. Like literally, yes. I just... Yeah, the sun is everything. So, you know, sun breaks are really awesome too. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I feel like we went in so many directions and there's so many nuggets of just such good stuff. So if anybody wants to connect with you, what's the best way to do that? Absolutely. Well, you can connect with me personally on my social. So I love Facebook, Rosalind Fung. And my Instagram is Rosalind Fung Coaching. You can also check me out on my website, rosalindfung.com. If you are a life and spiritual coach, I have a masterclass called Calling in Consistent Full Body Yes Clients. And you're welcome to take a deep dive in there. I open up the Akashic Records and I walk you through my bold method where you'll get a deeper understanding of where the gaps are in your business. Cool. I love all of that. Thank you so much. Is there anything we've missed? Is there anything you feel like everybody needs to hear before we end for today? Can we end it on a note of light language and just really like activating others? Beautiful. Okay. So I'm going to invite you all to just have a soft gaze or close your eyes. And I'm just going to invite you because we did share so many different things on this beautiful episode. What in this moment is standing out the most for you? And there's no right or wrong. So just noticing what you notice. And so I'm just going to invite you to also set intention for what it is that's standing out for you, whether it's like more investigating. Maybe there was something that was shared in this beautiful, sacred conversation that really activated you and it got you to have new ideas to move you forward in your beingness, in your business. And I'm just going to drop in some light language to support you for the highest good and truth. So breathing in. Breathing one more time. And then with your exhale, like roots of a tree, just breathing it deep into your energetic foundation. Just regulating your breath. And there's no right or wrong, so some of you might feel tingly. You might feel a release, you might feel some tears, you might feel a sense of peace. Whatever has arised and whatever is here is perfectly divine for you. Thank you, my loves. And just very slowly open your eyes. Thank you, Mia. Oh my gosh, thank you so, so <laughs> much. That was amazing.
Thank you so much for having me and sharing this beautiful conversation. So beautiful. Thank you. At the end of every episode, we always share three doable changes so you can take what you've heard and put it into action because change definitely comes from action. But the thing is, is that the action doesn't have to be huge to even make big changes. Doable changes are things that you can add into your life one at a time to make micro shifts and really create a ripple effect that will create big change over time, which is what we want because that's sustainable. So I invite you to choose one of the three doable changes that I'm going to share with you right now and roll with it. Make it, weave it into your week, make it work for your life all the things, and then move on to the next one. So here are three doable changes from my conversation with Rosalind. Number one, start your day with you. Instead of picking up your phone, turning on the radio or a podcast, even this one, or opening your email, choose a practice to start your morning that tunes you into you. Rosalind shared that she sits with her Akashic records. You could start with meditation, journaling, a quiet walk. She also shared that after she sits quietly, I love that she shared that she only sometimes writes in her journal because that's a big one that comes up around here is that constant practice. But she just really committed to consistently sitting and journaling sometimes and she always then exercises and is back then to be with her family. All right, number two, take a sacred pause. Pauses bring us into the realm of possibilities, of opening up new ideas because we're not burning out. We're not in the noise. Pauses are so important. So make a list of ways you would like to take breaks during the day. Then take at least one break each day this week. I'm a super big fan of setting alarms on my cell phone to remind me with literally instead of leaving it as a default alarm, I'll write in sacred pause or the thing I want to remember to do. And I also go pair it with a noise that's not jarring, but kind of relaxing and sounds kind of sacred by nature. And that always helps me just switch my context, go in quickly And then I can come back out and I'm so much better at whatever I'm doing, whether that's serving clients, going to get a kid from school, making dinner. I just am more present. Okay, number three, sit with your feelings. We tend to judge our emotions and try to rush past them or ignore them. Have you ever done that? I know I have. (laughs) If you have big feelings coming up, fear, sadness, anger, What would happen if you allow some time to sit with and process those emotions instead of just pushing them through? And I feel like I can tell you so many stories, both personal and from clients, where this is so helpful. And I loved how this created a huge win for Rosalind. So Choose from those three and remember, make this doable. So one at a time, if more than one resonates you with you, then write it down and move on to that one next. All right, y'all, I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know a woman who wants a little more simple and a lot more flow, share this episode and send them over to the Plan Simple website to download our free course. And if you can find a five minute window today, 
between meetings, in the carpool line, while you're eating your lunch, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. This one action plays such a big part in helping other women find us. And I have so much gratitude for you in advance. So thank you so much. Until next week, dream big, plan from your heart, and have a great day.